Welcome to the club no one ever wanted to join. This is Refused, the unofficial podcast of Eliasm.org. Having a tough time spelling that? It's an acronym for I Live in a Sexless Marriage. Listen to stories, articles, and sometimes the dark humor experienced by those in sexless marriages here on Refused. On Eliasm.org, you'll see much wiser people than me give advice on coping with sexless marriage. And you may see my less useful posts under the name Mirror Orchid. Until then, you've suffered enough. On with the show. Once again on Refused, we bring you an essay written and narrated by Eliasm member CSL. The previous essay's sequel, Worse Than a Plucked Chicken. You can find more of his work at curmudgeonlylibrarian.wordpress.com. That's cur like the dog, mud like sloppy dirt, G-E, it brings good things to light, only the lonely dum-dum-dum-dum-de-doo-wah, librarian.wordpress.com. If you ask me to spell cur, I'm going to cry, so let's get to the essay. Worse than a plucked chicken by CSL. Before beginning my previous podcast on plucked chickens, I gave two caveats, or warnings. I give them again. First, I write unabashedly from a Christian perspective, and in this one, I am practically parading it. Again, if you can't abide that sort of stuff, save yourself the grief. And second, I do believe that while I address myself to husbands, much of what I write can apply to refused wives. In this episode, maybe not so much, but if you were a refused wife, I hope that there may be a pearl or two for you to discover. This is from my blog post, What's Worse Than a Plucked Chicken, written a few weeks after the first one. Without further ado, let me begin. What's Worse Than a Plucked Chicken? In my original Plucked Chicken post or podcast, I spoke about refused husbands operating in a fog. These good men are miserable in their marriages, but try to convince themselves and everyone else that their marriages are good. And it would be great if it weren't for this one little, small, tiny, infinitesimal issue that could stand a bit of tweaking. What? Am I happy? No, I'm miserable. Here's how I know that many of these guys are operating in a fog. I read where many of them are seeking ways to diminish their sex drives and libidos. I've read many an introductory post on different marriage forums in which refused husbands ask, Is there a way, is there something that I can do to lower my sex drive? Might there be some food supplements that will reduce testosterone so I won't be miserable anymore? I can even recall a few asking about chemical castration. Folks, when you get to the point where you're considering any form of castration, your head is in a pea soup fog. Is this you? Are you one of these guys? You need to understand that different guys 
have different regulating clocks. But the libido that you have, your sex drive, that's you. It's part of your biological makeup. Yes, there are things that can depress libido, but they aren't things you want to try. Stress, worry, diabetes, bad health practices like smoking and being overweight, addiction to drugs and alcohol can help you. Not want sex. But I don't recommend them to a Christian. No, not really. It is truly sad that these guys are so blinded by the lies that they're being told. You know. You're an addict. All you think about is sex. So blinded that they have actually resigned themselves to starvation and are looking for ways to stifle their hunger. The normal person has but one question. Are you out of your mind? Okay, maybe two questions. What is wrong with you? The answer to the first is yes, they are out of their minds. They have been driven to an insanity that says that God is a liar and has played a cruel joke on them, which goes a long way to answering the second question, what's wrong with them? What is wrong with them is that these guys have believed a lie that says that a man's sex drive is evil, that God, in giving men a sex drive, demonstrated that he was an incompetent and needed a woman at his side to tell him how to make men. One of my favorite shows on PBS was The Red Green Show, out of Canada. While it's no longer being made or shown on PBS, you can find clips of it on YouTube. For a great time, just sit down at your computer sometime and give over a whole afternoon to watching it. I promise you, between Red, his nephew Harold, and the other members of the Possum Lodge, you will laugh yourself silly. And many of you need it. The reason I'm mentioning this show is because of the way they ended each program, fading out as the weekly meeting of the Possum Lodge gets started. The meeting always begins with the reciting of the men's prayer. They bow their heads and dejectedly recite, I'm a man, but I can change if I have to, I guess. The Red Green Show is a parody, making fun of stereotypes, and the men's prayer bit perfectly demonstrates just how cowed and docile men are expected to become. After all, if a guy starts looking for ways to become less of a man, isn't he cowed? Actually, given the posts that I have seen by guys who ask for ways to lower their drives, I think it's a sign of something worse. What's worse than a plucked chicken? Emasculation? I think it is accurate to refer to guys who have accepted what their wives have said about their sexuality as self-emasculating. Good news, guys. You're normal. Yes, there are wives who believe that their husbands want too much sex. Unless the guy is wanting sex two, three, or even five times a day, I'm going to call BS on those wives. What they're actually saying is that their husbands want sex more than they do, and they're using this as a way of deflecting and trying to say that God made men wrong. He only got it right on his second try when he made woman. After all, how do you explain an engaged woman 
writing for advice on how to teach her future husband self-control so he won't want too much sex after the wedding. Or a wife who decides to limit sex with her husband because he's not as spiritual as he should be, and she needs to get him closer to God. I'm not making these up, guys. Really not. Here are the facts of the matter. Guys, your libido, your sex drive, is a part of your physical makeup. It's how you are wired. There are guys whose drives are high and guys whose drives are low. We are all on a continuum, ranging from high to low to no drive. Much of our libido is defined by testosterone levels. Yes, it's a fact that no one ever died from not having sex. And yes, guys can and do live single without sex. But living celibate in a marriage because celibacy has been imposed on you is no excuse to accept that imposition. Paul Byerly writes the Generous Husband blog. I call him the Mac Daddy of Christian marriage and sexuality bloggers. He wrote a post several years ago, and in it he said, We need to teach the truth about male sexuality as God designed it, and married sex as God intended it to be. We need to stand up and say, Men have extremely strong drives, compared to the average woman, and it's God's doing. The horrible things that happen because of misusing the male sex drive are the result of sin, and sin never makes what God created bad or wrong. The male sex drive is God's creation, and we need to learn how to use it as God intended. We need to teach that everyone downplaying the drive is just as wrong as using it outside of God's boundaries. Denying a man a healthy married sex life isn't just doing him wrong, it's saying God is wrong. End of Paul Byerly's quote. Guys, he's only right. Go read the rest of his post. Google Generous Husband and use the search function to locate and read his post celebrating the male sex drive. You need to know that you are normal, that there is nothing wrong with you, and that your drive is good. Just a final note. Thankfully, Every one of the men I referred to above who asked about libido, suppression, they received positive reinforcement from good Christian husbands and wives who helped them to understand that there was nothing wrong with them and helped them with counsel on how to change their situations. That's today's show. Thanks for listening. Drop by Eliasm.org to learn a whole lot more about sexless marriages and what to do about them, or just find a sympathetic ear. That's I-L-I-A-S-M dot org. We're sorry you tuned in, but do it again soon. The essay, Worse Than a Plucked Chicken, was written and narrated by Eliza member CSL and can be found at his blog, curmudgeonlylibrarian.wordpress.com. The podcast was edited by Mirror Orchid.
The intro and outro music is sampled from the instrumental Drown in Thoughts on the album Illusions by X Tickerix, whose name I may be butchering. Available at freemusicarchive.org. This episode of Refused is not brought to you by McCrabcake. If you think a crab cake should be more than just crab meat glued together with a dusting of breadcrumbs, McDonald's had your back until they were discontinued in 2003. Tasting vaguely of crab and selling for a third the cost of your snobby Maryland delicacy, the McCrab cake would ease you into the idea of eating giant water spiders. McCrab cake. You could technically say you tried one. So long, you're not alone. It'll be okay. I need a better sign off.